A good leader keeps a sharp eye on their P&L, but even if you're all about the money, it can't be all about the money. To achieve sustainable success, you need people and you need leadership. That's the other P&L, and it's what we'll be talking about in this show. Join Director of People and Culture, Aura Hewitt, and me, leadership strategist Julie Quinn, as we help you improve the other P&L, people and leadership. So, team, thank you for being here. We are super excited. So, this is so awesome to be here with all of you. And we are, it's my great honor to introduce Safia, who will be sharing with us her insights of internships and business. Welcome, Safia. We are super excited to have you at the People and Leadership. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Super happy to be here. And thank you for inviting me. And hope we have a great discussion ahead. Awesome. Thank you, Safia. And it's also my great honor to introduce my partner and business strategist, Julie Quinn. Thank you for joining us, Julie. My pleasure entirely. Love being here. I love our conversations. And Safia, it's wonderful to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Awesome. So, Safia, we have lots of questions for you, and we have prepared an awesome afternoon. We're going to be together half hour. So let's start from the beginning. So tell us how do you did the switch starting from a school and how do you got the interest not only in HR, but also in now the interest that you are doing? Okay, perfect. So before going into my story, I would just like to quickly introduce myself. So I'm Safia and I'm originally from India. I'm currently working as the HR talent intern in Worker Corporation in Milan in their EMEA headquarters. So I did my bachelor's in computer science back in India, and I came to Milan for my master's in human resources in uh, November 2021. So it's been six months, and I was fortunate enough to get an internship here in Milan itself and in a very awesome company. So that's basically about myself, talking more about my story. So even though I was pursuing my bachelor's in computer science, I quickly understood that I'm more into management and I still like computer science and the analytical parts and everything. But I was also part of different organizations in my bachelor's back in college. And I felt that I was more comfortable working in that and I was more good at it. So I thought I would eventually get into management side anyways. So when I was thinking about master's, I thought, why not HR? Because it incorporates the human side as well as the management side. And I really like knowing about people, helping them and things like that. So I thought it would be like perfect to give it a go. And I was searching for various countries, different programs. And I thought Europe would be a very good solution because the exposure it gives would be immense. And I really like, you know, knowing about different cultures, meeting new people. And I felt like it would be the best place to meet a very different cultures. And when I saw this program, it was like perfect. It was the perfect blend of both analytics and HR, because it also has like a very niche topics like HR analytics, people analytics and HRIS, digital HR. So it was like perfect for me. So I came here actually, even before coming here, I did my research on how the career opportunities are in my growth opportunities here in Europe. And the most common comment that I got was the fact that the language is going to be a big barrier because as you might already know, in Europe, most of the countries have their own native language and especially in a field like HR, where 
mostly communication is the base of it. They really need people who would speak their own language. And a lot of people told me that it would be a bit difficult for to even to find jobs over here. So I felt the need of searching even before. So that's why I thought that maybe I should start earlier. And there were even a lot of people, there are still people who are kind of having the struggles of language, but I understood the fact that it's not impossible. It's nothing that is impossible. There are still companies, multinational companies, and there are still opportunities that you can go for. That's how I found this internship. That's the whole story. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Safia, with us. And I'm going to pause for a second because I know Julie has a next question for you. One of the things that I wanted to ask specifically is for you to describe how was day one at Whirlpool. I know that you went through multiple things to get into these internships. And I still remember when you give us a call and say like, hey, I got the internship. How exciting was that for us? So I know Julie have other questions about the internships and business because as I mentioned at the beginning of this call, Julie specializes in terms of a strategic. She's an strategist for business. So I want to make sure that Julie gets, she have a couple of questions for you, but I wanted to ask that question first. How was your first day? First, it was pretty interesting for me. It was also special because that was the first time that I was working from office because after my bachelor's, I used to work, but due to the pandemic, I was supposed to work from home. So I haven't really properly went to office for work. So it was actually special for me. And I was pretty excited as well as anxious at the same time, like how it's going to be. But it was amazing. It was very welcoming. Everybody was welcoming. And I have a people here who is directly managing me. And she's super cool, super supportive. She guides me all along the way. And also the first day, to be honest, it was a bit overwhelming for me because there was too much of information, too many people to meet, too many names to remember, too much information generally. I was bombarded with this, with all this information from all the directions and I was like, okay. <laughs> but I think the whole week went like that. But then I later realized that it's pretty common for such a complex and like large organization to have uh, this much information for, you know, like you're just starting as an intern and there's this huge organization before you. So it's just common to be overwhelmed. Then after first two weeks, I was like getting used to all this information, getting bits and pieces from here and there. So it was actually kind of fun. Awesome, Safia. Thank you for sharing that experience. Julie, I know you have been waiting anxiously to ask the next question. Go ahead, Julie. I do. Safi, again, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. One of the questions that I have, in my experience, both being an intern and hiring interns or being in charge of an intern program, for one thing, the initiative and the ambition and the planning that you possess, <laughs> clearly, you know, thinking ahead for what your role might look like, what your career might look like, where best can you learn about your career? wonderful initiative and ambition, an internship program leader's dream, right? You know what you want and you know how to plan to get it. In my experience, a lot of interns will start a program without a real clarity of what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And a lot of programs are started or even continued without a lot of direction. And so to what extent 
this is sort of my question, to what extent do you feel in your experience you have had to draw on your initiative, kind of thinking about who should I connect with? What should I be doing next? How can I find this information? So to what extent do you need to draw on your own initiative? And to what extent do you feel like the program, and I know your experience with programs is limited to the one you're doing, but to what extent did you find yourself depending on the structure of the program, who to go to, what to do next, how to spend your time, if you can answer that. Okay. So from what I understood, your question was, to what extent I should invest my time on finding what I want? And to what extent actually the companies should invest in looking for the candidates they need? Is that what you meant? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So basically, from what I've seen, actually, even a lot of my colleagues, they have this hesitation to actually go and apply for internships because they think that they're not ready yet, especially in a field like HR, maybe because it's my program, because in my program, there are a lot of people who come from diverse backgrounds who used to have a different bachelors. And so they feel like they don't have that experience enough to go for the internship. But the thing is, you have to start somewhere, right? So not everyone was a born expert. So you have to like have faith in yourself first. And that's also the beauty of the internship, right? You're not expected to know everything. You're there to learn. And also the fact that the companies are actually not looking for people. I mean, that this is what I perceived. Like, I don't know, I'm knowledgeable enough to know if that's right or wrong. But in my perspective, the companies are actually looking for people who are willing to learn, who are proactive enough. They're not actually looking for a person who is an expert in that field. So I feel that there is a mismatch between here because the companies are actually looking for people who are willing to learn, but there are students who still think that they shouldn't be an expert in order to approach. So there is this mismatch between both. But I think that both want to have that synergy between them, but they're just not aware of the other's intention. So bottom line is that, of course, both have to do their work. The, the students who are looking for internships has to have that faith in them and just go for applying internships. And also the companies should also like give this approach or give this message to the candidates that are applying that, you know what, we're just concerned about your attitude, not your skills now, because skills can always be improved. If that miscommunication is removed, then everything would be like perfect. I think that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Safia. I was thinking about the expectations, right? You know, what are the yeah. students' expectations? They do want to learn and they do want to feel comfortable, right? And what's the organization's expectations? They want to be attractive to potential interns and show them all the things they will get to do. But they also, and this may be where the misstep is, they also ought to be sharing explicitly expectations around what level of skill set they're expecting people to have so that they can connect that dot. I think that's really important. A lot of the programs that I've been involved with haven't said that we've been so concerned about making sure we sound attractive for people to mm -hmm. get the experience they want that we're probably repelling people <laughs> by thinking they need to do all of these things and know right out of the gate. And one of the things you said at the beginning as well as being overwhelmed that first week with all that information, again, expectations, right? 
you're not expected to know all of this information. It's just something to probably get give you something to do that first week so that you can busy yourself, right? And then you'll figure it out over time. Thanks so much. That's great perspective. Back yeah, over thank to you, Laura. Awesome. Thank you both, uh, Julie and Safia. Great insights that both of you provided. And Safia, thank you for sharing that feedback of your perspective in regards to how do you see what companies are looking for and what is what the students are looking for and also how is that disconnect as a person that hire interns and as important part of the business because internships are so important in every business. I can tell you that a lot of times we are looking for not only how the company can benefit from having that intern and vice versa, how can we provide a great experience for that intern student who at the time of the internship actually becomes an employee of the organization? And how can we share and enhance their current knowledge of business? Because the goal is that these experiences will enrich interns. Like in this case, you are being enriched by Whirlpool who has provided you with this internship. And at the same time, you are enriching Whirlpool by providing your, your insights, you know, different ways of seeing things, bringing other type of diversity, not only of thought process, but also in regards of the experiences that you have have, and that includes everything from where you come from, also like a schooling, which it will be different than a schooling that people at the organization have. So that is insightful, and I think that Julie brought a very valid point in regards of how we as companies and as recruiters, we want to create a post that is attractive to you guys as an internship. But at the same time, I think I do agree with you, Safia, that there are times where students feel that they need to be an expert. And, you know, we only can be an expert in certain things, not on everything. And I think that we as recruiters and organizations can definitely help reduce that pressure that at times students feel in the internship. So more students can apply for jobs and internships like you did. So it's good that you took that leap of faith and you went for it. And I know you have great uh, planning and project management skills. So Safia, let me ask you a question. If you will have an advice for businesses and for recruiters or hiring managers, what do you see that is something that we can potentially either do in our postings or at the interview level to re-ensure that the student that they can be their full self? They don't need to come like, hey, I'm an expert or that they just enjoy this experience because it's so important so earlier on business. So what is the advice that you can give some of us? Okay, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> so uh, if I can give you an advice on that, be transparent as much as you can about what you're actually looking for so that there is not a mismatch. So if you are looking for a person with a certain skill set, just be precise about that. And also maybe if you can just let them know what kind of a person they're looking for. Because if you're not explicitly saying that, I think there are like a certain set of qualities that they think that an ideal candidate should have. For example, 
I don't know, honest, hardworking, and there will be like some keywords, right? So I think candidates will be looking to those things. And there are a lot of people, I mean, from what I perceived, the mindset of the whole organization is changing. The organizations are looking for people who have a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. And they are okay hiring people who are not afraid to make mistakes, right? So just be clear about that so that, you know, people would at least have this confidence to apply for the position because they think that, okay, so I can be myself. It's okay to make mistakes. It's just that the mistakes are the way to learn more. And this company or the organization like uh, understands that. So I can be myself. I shouldn't have to fake it in order to get in. I can be myself. That's the kind of, I think, the message that uh, the company should give. Just recognize the fact that we are all humans and we are not perfect. We are imperfect. A company that embraces both their employees, like uh, the strengths and weaknesses might be the, the ideal organization that everyone would be looking forward to work for. I think so. Thank you, Safia, for providing that insightful feedback about the transparency in the posting and also how can we clarify things and embrace people to be themselves. I just wanted to add something more. And from what I've seen, I was also involved in the engagement survey of the company. So I was going through the comments and analyzing and everything. So from that comment sections, what I understood was that flexibility is something that people are looking forward to in a very increased way. I think it's also because of the pandemic. After the pandemic, people have been you know, thinking about how work should be just a part of their life, not their life. Like It's not about the work-life balance. It's just that work is something that revolves around our life. So people really demand flexibility in their jobs. So that's also something that people are really looking forward to. Absolutely, Safia. Thank you for jumping in and for providing this last piece of insightful feedback. We couldn't agree more in regards of the piece of flexibility and how this tied to ensuring that we are embracing people to be their fully selves and to bring their full selves at work. And I think the last part that you mentioned in regards of how work is actually accommodating into life, I couldn't agree more. Actually, one um, of my network colleagues then actually correct me and say, you know, Aura is not work-life balance, it's life-work balance. And I love it. So ever since I changed the sentence and I put life first and then work second, and that is what companies should be doing. And so us should be focused, you know, how can we be our authentic selves in every series and ensuring that we can provide work with, you know, our insights and input your advice and recommendation as a person who has gone through this process of internship who has gone through you went through your bachelor's you now are doing your master's you went in all this process in regards of visa moving to a new country all of these experiences that you have what is the advice that you can give to other student another person that is looking to go and trying to apply for an internship what insights can you give them? Share it with us. Okay. Are you talking about internships in general or studying abroad and internships abroad? Just to uh, get, get a clarity on that. 
Great question. Let's answer first the piece of internship and provide us also with your insights about studying abroad and finding internships abroad. Okay, perfect. So just like I mentioned before, it starts with having that confidence in yourself. So the first step would be to understand that I was repeating that again and again. You don't have to be an expert. You have to start somewhere. So allow yourself to explore. Just don't self-reject. There are a lot of people. I mean, even the people that I'm talking to, the first thing that they do are, is they just reject themselves first because they feel like, you know, they're, no, I'm not experienced enough. No, and they're just too scared to even try. So just bear in mind that you can only learn from mistakes and you should try first in order to know if you can just give yourself a chance. And after that, I would be asking everyone to involve more in social media, especially on LinkedIn, because that's a very, very powerful tool. It's such a powerhouse of opportunities, so it can do wonders to your career. And I think we have to encourage people to be more active on LinkedIn rather than any other social media. It has such a huge power. And another thing I would like to ask them is to have the connection between uh, with their the seniors or with the industry that they're working for so that they will be updated enough and they would know how to improve their own profile. Try to improve your profile in any ways possible. Like try to check out the skills that your ideal role or the role that you're looking for has and try to improve yourself so that you can stand out from the rest of the people with, in regards to skills. So that's, it's true that the companies are not looking for particular skills, but if you have them, then it gives you an extra point, right? So just try to be updated with all the skill set if you can find something. But even if you don't, just even during the interviews, show them that you're there to learn, you're willing to learn, you are not afraid to make mistakes, and you have a powerful growth mindset, and that is key. And if, if, and I think everyone should be aware of this, like the fixed mindset and growth mindset so that we identify our self-limiting beliefs. So anytime we say that, no, it's not something I can do, we can identify that it's the fixed mindset that is talking to us. We should shift. Absolutely, Safia. Thank you for sharing that insight. And now let's move into the other part of the question, which is, for those who are looking to find an internship abroad, tell us three top things they should be doing right now. Thank you. Okay. So internships abroad in general, I mean, I think it would be much easier for you if you are studying abroad and finding internships. So maybe I will focus on that. It's just that maybe it's everything is some, something kind of similar because it's just that if you're abroad, you might have to face a lot of different people, different nationalities. And just not be afraid, not being able to fully understand different cultures. It's just that you will learn as you go. And also in regards to people who are trying to go abroad, trust the process, give it time. There might be a lot of roadblocks in front of you. Just don't be afraid of them because just be patient. Because even in my case, I had to getting an admission in the university was the easiest thing. But to get a visa and to come here, there was a lot of roadblocks in between. And there were even days I had to think about if I can even go there, if I can even have this dream as a reality or not. But I, I still believed myself and I trusted the process. And I thought that to give it time and there would be, of course, problems. And, it, and just understand the fact that 
all these you know roadblocks just don't see them as threats or difficulties that might hinder your journey just consider them as challenges that you have to face and with each just see this as a, like a game maybe when each roadblock comes it's like a challenge you have to face you clear all those challenge maybe another will come maybe not you never know that's the fun part right if everything was easy it wouldn't have been this meaningful so it's not about and even for myself i think that being able to study or being able to come here was not the achievement i did that the most achievements were that the challenges i overcome during that journey so that would stay with me forever the lessons that i learned from those challenges and that have made me a stronger person so i'm proud of the person that i've become through all these challenges rather than proud of being here you know what i mean yeah so just consider these problems as challenges and not as threats so that's the major advice that i can give everyone absolutely sapia thank you so much for sharing your insights with each of us here and also for sharing your story about not only the internships but also the business and for closing with uh, that part uh, the challenges make us stronger not only as people but also as leaders and we can wait to see how this internship at Whirlpool goes as well as how you continue to do to add value to Whirlpool at the same time how they are adding value to you and how you learning from that amazing team at your organization thank you so much safia for joining us and thank you so much to the audience for being here and thank you so much to all for joining us a special thanks safia for being here one events for being here julie <laughs> thank you thank you all Thank you.